0: Welcome everybody to Undisrupted. I am your co-host, Carl, joined by Adam. And in a minute, we'll introduce our guest. But Adam, let me ask you a question. Right now, we have gotten tech leaders out there. We've thrown all of our assets to the wind, if you will. We've got assets flying out everywhere. We've had to get them out to students. We're talking about uh, Chromebooks and hotspots and everything else. Uh, How do we wrestle with all of that and know that maybe some of it doesn't come back? Uh, How are you seeing that? How are you dealing with that right now? And how are you tracking it?
1: Well, can I, can I be honest, Carl?
0: Yes, please, we love honesty on the podcast.
1: Can I keep it 100? Keep it 100. All right, so I, I feel after one year that the, the fans out there, we're, we're family. So I'm gonna tell y'all like this. I like assets and I cannot lie. My,
0: ooh, ooh, I knew it was coming.
1: <laughs> These other tech directors may try.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> let's have it I, i've got stay tuned when this in. we need that rap man but,
1: but see here the whole thing about assets is i think now sending everybody kind of doing some kind of i'm going to call this one-to-one is going to be called if it ain't nailed down give it out that's kind of where a lot of districts put them put themselves so we're in a situation where we're trying to get these assets out and also track them but also educate people that not all these assets are coming back. And so I think that is the dilemma that a lot of tech directors find themselves in when you have someone who really doesn't understand how inventory process works, and they want, where's every asset? Okay, we know where the asset is, but, well, we know where it should be. (laughs) So I think it kind of goes back to that whole piece there. We have to do a good job of educating the people that we're working with to have them understand that, uh, yeah, we're tracking them, but we're gonna do the best we can. And I'm sure Wanda could probably tell us, you know, when you, when you got to have a system that actually works. There are a lot of asset tracking softwares out there, but not all of them do a good job.
0: So Wanda Terrell is the director of technology at Lakeland School System in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, you can follow her at W-T-E-R-R-A-L. Wanda, yeah, what, where does you stand on this with the assets and just like what, what we're keeping, what we're losing, what we're leaking?
2: Well, obviously, we just like... Uh, Adam was saying, we we know some things are going out and not coming back. Um, actually, we just finished our first grading period, and we already have some that who have withdrawn and gone away, and we didn't you know they didn't return their devices. Um, we use Chromebooks primarily, so uh, it's not it's not a huge loss, like if we had some kind of fancy you know MacBook Pro that was going missing. Um, we do have, uh, management tools so we can disable the device. I mean, they, they may still have the device, but it's, it's a brick, you know, Um, Right. if they're nice enough and they see that it's a brick, maybe they'll mail it back. Who knows? But, um, you know, it, luckily we, luckily we, we get most of the stuff back. I think in the last four years, we've maybe not gotten maybe half a dozen grown books back. Um, same with the hotspots, we, we do have some hotspots that are out, we, we basically just, we, we make sure we have the information we need so we can brick that as well mm-hmm. yep. uh, and shut that account off so that they don't have access to it anymore.
1: Yeah, you know, one way. day, they're all gonna come back in, This magically, <laughs> they'll all come back in, yeah. all, all of them.
0: We can only hope. So I always, <laughs> like, I always like to start with a fun question for our guests too. And so my fun question for you, Wanda, is this, how does being a former band director help you be a tech director?
2: You know, it it really is um, uh, the the thing that that feeds into that the most for me is the amount of organization I had to have as a band director. There there were we, we were a rather large program, not like Texas large, but Tennessee large. Um, you know, where we had easily, you know, half a dozen ensembles going on during the same time of the school year, you're, you're managing uh, music for those groups, you're managing schedules for those groups, rehearsal schedules, p- preparing for those rehearsals. If you weren't organized, you, you, you might as well just throw up your hands. Um, and, and so I find that a lot of those skills that I was able to polish at that point, definitely are helpful on the tech side of things, especially regarding inventory, because when you're talking about band directors, you've got, you know, from flutes to tubas and maracas and, you know, whatever else you've got, you've got to keep track of all of that. So it it definitely uh, ties right into the assets there.
1: And those instruments aren't cheap. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, they add up. (laughs) So (laughs) So I I know earlier we were... I know earlier we were talking about um, how the school year has been going and everything. So when we did this podcast, started it last season, I think we were getting ready to start the school year. So we were kind of asking everybody, you know, uh, what's your plan? Uh, What do you think is going to look like? So now that we are in the school year, you know, tell us, you know, how has the start of the school year gone for you? Uh, Were there any issues like those first day issues that you were able to power through Um, and how'd you do those?
2: I think that a lot of the work we've done in previous years helped us, uh, certainly uh, with our middle school. Our middle school was already one to one, Chromebooks that were taken home. It, that transition was a bit smoother than our elementary. The elementary, they had used devices at the school, but they hadn't, didn't have a one to one, didn't certainly didn't have a take home. Mm-hmm. Um, so the learning curve's been a little bit different there. Um, Luckily, I've got a good staff, and even though we only have two schools, um, short of 2,000 kids, um, I've got five staff, two fix-it people and two instructional people. Um, And and with CARES Act money, we added a remote learning coordinator that's a former fix-it person for us. Mm So we've got a lot of hands on deck that that, that are helping do all that that at home troubleshooting. I think the biggest uh, obstacle we've had is just home Wi-Fi and and the fact that we can't really do a whole lot of troubleshooting with that. Um, We are running uh, virtual stuff through Google Meets and, you know, that's been up and down and up and down. It's definitely getting better for us, but... um, uh, knock on wood, we haven't had any, any, uh, student cases and we've had about 80% of our kids on campus since the beginning of August. So.
1: that's so i going kind to of expand on that one real quick. So with those, uh, you mentioned like Google up and down and home Wi-Fi and stuff, how have you been able to kind of, um, I guess, uh, prepare or, or educate, um, individuals that these are issues that are kind of out of our control and they're going to be issues no matter what.
2: Yeah, we, we put together a, a Google site, uh, our remote learning commons is what we're calling it. And so we, we, the remote learning coordinator manages that. We, we push out a lot of tech troubleshooting things there. We've, we've, when, when students chose to go remote, well, when their parents chose for their, the students to go remote, um, we, we gave them, uh, I'll see, a digital handout um, of when you experience this problem, not if, when, when. you experience <laughs> this problem, here are the steps that you need to do. If these steps don't work, here's what you do. Um, and and we've been really proactive on the, the, the customer service side that they, they really can reach somebody pretty quickly. Um, and even if it's just them submitting a a tech form we use Google forms for that, somebody calls them back right away. And, and that CARES Act money helped us do that. Um, If we didn't have that CARES Act money, we'd definitely be pulling our hairs out a little bit more.
0: We heard that in the I think Juan and I were part of a future ready event when we're recording this now, it'll come out a little later, but, um, and there was one of the conversations there was about, you know, you've started with, you know, your support staff, you're supporting the teachers, you're supporting the staff and administration and the students somewhat, but now we've added on this whole other element of the parents, right? And I mean, having those tools that you just mentioned are a big part of that. I would say another thing is that like having a staff, uh, you have I mean, five staff members is great and I think that's important. Are you guys, how are you maintaining like their sanity and their support and their self care as well? Because I feel like we're all, I mean, honestly, we're all stretched a little bit thin um, and we're all kind of trapped in our houses somewhat. I mean, so what, are there anything you're doing or tips, tips or techniques you use for that to kind of keep
2: them? Well, I, I think it's been helpful that, that we've been on campus um, so that we're, we're able to see a lot of the problems and try to troubleshoot them before they happen. They're not all hidden behind people's home doors. Yeah. Um, I, we're, luckily, we, I work in a school district where we have a really good culture for if somebody feels like they're having a problem, we, we have support systems for that. Um, and I think a lot of it is just making it clear to my staff that I trust you. You prioritize what you need. If something massive comes up, we'll work on it together. Um, but we're, we're very away from the micromanaging kind of side of things. Uh, and it, it works for us. It doesn't work for everybody, but, um, I, I, I put a lot of trust in that if they, if they need the help, they're going to ask me. Um, but, but I reach out to them obviously and, and try to keep touch of, of what's going on. But,
1: Yeah, that's the thing when you're managing staff, it's, we were having a conversation in our, um, here in my district, our directors, and it was like, okay, on any other year, dealing with people is as hard enough as it is, you know, your staff members have everything from childbirth to divorce to death in the family to sicknesses, just on a regular school year, having to deal with that. And so, when you pile on uh, virtual learning, that some of, some of the staff members are do- dealing with in their own because de- not everybody who works here lives here, so they're dealing with that, they're coping with okay. that, and you know the social unrest and the election cycle, so all yeah. those yeah. things they're and dealing the, with,
2: and the fear of COVID on top yes.
1: of all yes. of that, <laughs> you know, and it's just. And, and we, which we uh, appreciate you wearing your mask, so you're not giving us COVID to the yes. Zoom meeting because <laughs> they um, can't have. I'm on
2: campus, have... what can I say, you know?
0: <laughs> I think Wanda so, actually has like a stick too that she uses to measure. Did I see that earlier? She's like, look at this. <laughs> no, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not going to see it, but it's one of these extender, like it looks like an antenna, right? Is that what it, what is uh-huh. like, Describe that to the listeners, it, what that is, Wanda. It,
2: it collapses and it's that uh, retractable. Uh, it's called a social stick, and it That's is awesome. six feet. Um, Mine's and- called a
1: cattle prod that I used use for the social
2: stick.
0: That's a different tool, Adam.
2: I, the only thing I wish is that I had thought of developing this right when yes. COVID started. I'd be retired now.
0: Yeah, slap a label on it, slap a Star Wars Google label gadget. on it, make it a lightsaber, man, you've got it. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Google Gadget social stick. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, kind of piggybacking off of um, all the things that we've seen going on this year. um, One thing that we're trying to uh, make sure we focus in on this year is the equity issues that we've seen. And, you know, when you start talking about equity and technology, people have taken so many different angles. You know, whether it's equity and access or equity and usage or just you start talking about what are the students in your poverty district doing, students of color, all these various things that we can talk about as it relates to, uh, to equity. So and now that these hashtags are no longer trending, we've kind of moved, we forget things so fast. What can you say you're doing in your uh, area? Uh, let me say it right, Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Memphis. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so what are some things that, that you see that you're doing in your district to really uh, help bridge the equity gap?
2: So my district, while we're in Memphis, we're a suburb of Memphis. So we're not you know, the inner city uh, massive struggling area. Um, although, even though we're in a, a more uh, affluent area, we certainly still have issues. And I think COVID uh, has just flashed a light on those things. Um, we, we have a, a very high EL population uh, and that has, it's actually been uh, a good benefit for us over the years. We, we've done really well with that, but COVID has just really stressed that to, to the limits. I think ha- it's hard enough to do tech troubleshooting. Um, try to do that when the parent doesn't speak the language. <laughs> right. And, you know, uh, so, uh, but luckily we, we have a, a full time bilingual facilitator. Who translates for us, and and we've added some features that uh, that allow us to to get some other live translating with those people. Um, we we certainly do have some some families who have lost their jobs because of COVID. They've they've gone they've turned to be homeless and have to do some shared residency stuff, and we we've tried to. Not focus as much, I mean granted you know we 're school, we want to educate these kids, but we want these kids first of all to be safe and secure because mm-hmm. they 're not going to learn otherwise and so our our student services uh i 'll say department it 's only really like a couple of people because we 're so small, but they they do incredible outreach with these parents, making sure that the kids have food and a you know a safe environment and um, on the tech side of things, we've made sure that every single student has that device, and if they don't have home Wi-Fi, we give them a hotspot that we pay for. Um, unfortunately, we can't solve all of their problems, uh, and, and we just try to be a supportive community and, and lift everybody up as, as much as possible.
0: And we and we think about equity in general. Um, I also think about gender equity, which is a whole nother. A totally different topic in a lot of different ways, but um, you know, I'll be honest uh, and kind of admit to our listeners here that there was a time where Adam and I did a talk at I think it was at ISTI, and it was you and I and five other males um, on a panel. <laughs> which was called a mantle I think is what it was ended up being called affectionately. And I'll also go ahead and disclose it, that that Wanda was gracious enough to join us on one in in Georgia. So Wanda, as someone who uh, you don't, there's, when you go to tech meetings, I'm sure you don't see a lot of females. It's just, it's, there's, it's, it's hard. And why is that? Why do you think, and what can you do? Is there things you're thinking about you can do to kind of raise that up or make more awareness? Like, you know, this is not just a male field, not just a white male field, especially.
2: I I think especially in my area, it's, the, the educational technology folks tend to be the females. Mm-hmm. The fix it folks tend to be the males, and the networking kind of folks. Yep. Um, however, I will say that at least here in West Tennessee, I mean, we, when we have when we used to have our face to face meetings, it was it was a pretty balanced environment. Uh, even the the president of our association has been female for for a number of years. So. Um, I think, you know, it, it's the same kind of issues that you run into any job with, um, you know, females who delay parts of their their career to, to raise a family um, that kind of throws them behind a bit in the in the structure of, of progressing in a in a in a career. Um, I mean, I just try to support everybody when I can and try to offer advice because goodness knows people gave me that advice and that's helped me get where I am. So I I try to sharing is caring as they say. Yeah,
1: that's a big piece there, Wanda. It's, It's the the opportunity, because I think there is an opportunity gap that exists, um, whether you're talking about um, uh, minorities, uh, women in some of these uh, areas. I was in one conference and we were having a conversation about a lot of times these uh, superintendents, and it was they're going back and saying, okay, a lot of times the superintendent was normally a high school principal, and a lot of times the high school principal was a basketball or football coach. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of, okay, if you don't have any females that are in these positions of a football or basketball coach, and they don't get the principal jobs, then they don't get the superintendent's job, and then when they get the superintendent's job, who do they hire for their directors of these areas? Well, I know a bunch of other guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, and not necessarily to say that that's right, but I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know who you know. Right. And so that's how a lot of times they end up moving in those positions.
2: Yeah. And actually, the superintendent of my school district was a principal in a school that I worked in as an instructional specialist. So, you know, it it worked out for me. (laughs) Those
0: those connections definitely work.
2: Without having to coach football.
0: Right. (laughs) Although you do have a pretty pretty long stick there that you can, in case you need to get someone's attention, (laughs) we've seen those skills right there come in handy. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, when you're talking about just kind of a you know, that, that kind of leveling of the playing field or that kind of what the gender roles that we all play. Cause I, I've read, I've read recently some research that shows that, you know, with COVID that there's actually now becoming a lot of, of females are having to give up their position in the workforce to kind of go back and support the family that's remote learning. And I think that's unfortunate, but that it's, it's, we're still, still just having a hard yeah. time overcoming. And as a father of three girls, I'm always looking at that going, we've got to overcome all of this. You know, there's gotta be a time when this finally at some point we catch up. Uh, I just don't know when that's gonna happen. Yeah.
1: And it goes back to that, I guess, that um, the the gap that you have when you start talking about what individuals are getting paid. Because to what you're your point pointing at there, Carl, like if you have the uh, the husband or the male figure who's getting paid more dollars, then it may make more sense for him to be the one who actually goes in to keep their regular job. And if the wife isn't making that that uh, income that the male's making, then it's like, okay, well, you stay at home. So when you start having when you start getting that um, that income gap, because, right. uh, you know, in education, the only way to get quote unquote more money, you know, cause we were all rolling in the dough in education <laughs> is, to, is to leave the classroom. And if so, if your assistant principals or directors or your coordinators, all these positions are filled by your male positions and hair. Hey, that's the more money in education. So it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's so many layers and you know, those, that's one of those things that we definitely want to disrupt uh in in education you know uh moving forward really just changing the norm but i talked about disrupting things but wanda we ask all of our guests as they come on the show this question um what are some words of encouragements or, or things that you can give to our listeners out there to keep them undisrupted during this time
2: I think leaning on your digital learning network, your professional learning network, your neighbors, your community, we've got to do this together. There's no flying solo here. There, there's a phrase that I heard, you know, people kept saying, well, we're all in the same boat. No, we're not all in the same boat. We, we, some of us have, have yachts and some yep. of us have dinghies. Uh, we're in the same storm. But if the people who are in the dinghies, you know, can can be brought in by the people in the yachts, uh, we, we can we can get through this storm together. We just got to do it together.
0: I love that. Yeah, I I think uh, an analogy I've heard a lot of times people say, like whenever you're trying to turn an organization around, someone will always say, well, it's like turning the Titanic. And I was like, well, that's a bad example of a boat. Uh, Because we all know how that ended up. But you're right. I love that. I love that analogy. But the
1: band kept playing. The band kept playing.
0: (laughs) Back to our band director there. there. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, Vanna, thank you so much for joining us today. I want to give, uh, give the listeners out there an opportunity to kind of find you. Where, where can we find you and your great work? Where we follow you? Where, do you have a blog, all that? Do you want to plug yourself for just a second?
2: I, I have a website. It's not updated very often, but it's ignitionedu.com. Nice. And then I'm on, on Twitter. I'm on most things as W Terrell, uh, certainly on Twitter uh, and, and around the interwebs.
1: And you are also like, a—I mean, we didn't even plug it, but you're like a Google, you know, master and everything. So, you know, you've been Jedi. featured speakers all over the place and there, you know, so you've been doing the stuff.
2: I hang out in the Google ecosystem. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely my area.
0: <laughs> she knows the Googles. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you so much for joining us, Wanda. And for our listeners out there, be sure to subscribe and give us a review. We'd love to appreciate it. We we may even give you a shout out on a future show you never know, but this has been the Undisrupted Podcast brought to you by Future Ready Schools. He's Adam and you can follow him at AskAdam3
1: on the Twitters. And uh, he's Carl and you can follow him at Mister Hooker. And remember, we're better together.
0: And we are better.
1: Undisrupted. Undisrupted.
0: This podcast is made possible by the generous support of Amazon Web Services.